Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Learners Lounge Thursday. Tonight is Thursday, July the 28th, 2022. We are currently in the Apple Valley Studios. Tonight is Learners Lounge Thursday. And we're just so elated you are here with us tonight here in the studio. We're just grateful that you joined us tonight. That was a song by the gospel great Jay Moss. He's a part of the illustrious and talented and legendary Clark Sisters family. That is their cousin, so that is an amazing thing. He is a gospel artist as well. That was a song we must praise. And now it is time for Inspiration Thursday. And tonight's inspiration, I will be talking about Job, uh, the first chapter, verses 1 through 3. I'll be talking about tonight, the book of Job. How about Job? We talk about a man who had so much faith, tremendous amount of faith. No matter what was thrown his way, he had a tremendous amount of faith. Now that he was a man, therefore subject to like possessions as we are. Because in the modern-day world, we love our worldly things, and that's what Job was to have been like. And he was ish, a worthy man, a man of note and eminency, a magistrate, a man in authority. The country that Job lived in was the land of Ur, in the eastern part of Arabia, which lay towards Chaldea near the Euphrates, probably not far from Ur of the Chaldees, whence Abraham was called. When God called one good man out of that country, yet he left not himself without witness, but raised up another in it to be a preacher of righteousness. God has his remnants in all places, skilled ones out of every nation, as well as out of every tribe of Israel. Now they talk about that in Revelation 7 and 9. It was the privilege of the land of us to have so good a man as Job in it. Now it was Arabia the happy indeed. It was the praise of Job that he was eminently good in so bad a place, the worse others were round about him, the better that he was. His name was Job. Some say Job signifies one hated and counted as an enemy. Others make it to signify one that dreams are grown. Thus, the sorrow he carried in his name might be a check to his joy and his prosperity. Now, when we know what we know about Job is Job had a lot of animals. He had beautiful children. Job had finances. A very, very lovely wife. At that time, now Job was a religious man, one that feared God, that is worshipped Him according to His will, and governed himself by the rules of the divine law and everything. He was sincere in his religion. He was perfect, not sinless as he himself owns from Job chapter 9, verse 20. If I say I am perfect, I shall be proved perverse. But having a respect to all God's commandments, aiming at perfection, he was really as good as he seemed to be and did not disassemble in his profession of piety. His heart was sound and his eyes single. Sincerity in God's in gospel perfection. Now, Job knew no religion without it. He was upright in his dealings both with God and man, was faithful to his promises, steady in his counsels, true to every trust reposed in him, and made conscious of all he said and did. Now that comes out of Isaiah 33 and 15. Though he was not of Israel, he was indeed an Israelite without guile. 
the fear of God was reigning in his heart, was the principle that governed his conversation that made him perfect and upright, inward and entire for God. Universal and uniform in religion, this kept him close and constant to his duty. God had a reverence for his majesty, a regard to his authority, and a dread of his wrath. That's what Job had for God. He dreaded the thought of doing what was wrong with the utmost adherence and station and with a constant care and watchfulness. He eschewed evil, avoided all appearances of sin, and approaches to it. And because of the fear of God, Nehemiah 5 and 15, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, Proverbs 8 and 13. And then by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil, Proverbs. So this is just saying how Job had an amazing love, an amazing consciousness about God. He feared what might happen if he did, if he did the wrong thing, if he sinned, if he wasn't following God's path. Job was a man of astonishment. He followed God to the letter of what he believed was right. In return, he had an abundance of things, animals, family, lovely wife and friends, and more. Job was considered to be a wealthy man of sorts, a man that had more than. But he didn't take that to heart. He didn't boast or brag about that, like how some people do in this modern day. He really had a love for God and wanted to do what God said. And as we all know in the story of Job, later down the line, Satan challenged God, or so he thought he did. Nobody can really challenge God, but so he thought he did. Because he thought that if he took everything from Job, Job would no longer want to serve God. He wouldn't want to abide by what he'd been doing all this time following the laws and everything, he thought that would manifest. But it did. It worked out because Job still stayed on God's side. No matter who turned their back on him in the end after he lost a lot, he still followed God. So tonight's lesson is no matter what happens in your life, if it's turmoil, if everything is falling to pieces and you don't know why and you don't know where to begin to start picking up the pieces, use Job as an example. He's a prime example as to how we can carry on with God, how God can carry us through and get us on the other side where everything is rainbows and lollipops in a sense, where the grass can be greener. God can take us there. Do what Job did. Still believe. Still have faith. Still follow. Don't give up because of one thing or two things. Every day might be something different that just takes you over where you don't understand why and you're trying to understand but you don't have the answers. Well, Job didn't have the answers, but he still stuck it out with God, and you can too. Thank you guys for listening to Inspiration Thursday. I do appreciate you guys always listening in as I try to inspire you. I'm not the preacher nor the teacher. I just want to be inspiring to you. And now the reason we're all here tonight, we are all here for Learner's Launch Thursday. So get out your Bibles, notepads, pencils. And let's get ready to learn. God bless you all. Back to Sister Kitasha again, amen. Inspiration time by amen, Sister Kitasha, on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And we pray God, amen, and and hope you all enjoy the inspiration uh, spirit. 
not only, man, is it uh, an inspirational spirit, but it is truth that is being presented to you from the word of God. And we are so grateful for that tonight. We're going to bring you food for thought tonight. Amen. From the word of God, there is nothing like God's word. Amen. There is nothing like God's word. God's word is true. No matter who says it's not, it don't take away from what God has said. All you have to do is keep living and watching it. God's word is true. It is the only book that we can really rely upon, amen, that don't deviate from what it says. And by that note, we're going to call your attention to the book of Genesis, chapter 6, 6 through 8. And Genesis 7, 1 through 5. Genesis 1 and 8. Genesis 9 and 1. Genesis chapter 6, 6 through 8. It reads and says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved it him at his heart. And the Lord says, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man, beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 7, 1 through 5, picks it up and says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou. And all thy house unto the ark. For thee have I seen righteousness before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven, the male and his female. And the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. The fowl also are there by seven, the male and the female. To keep a seed alive upon the earth, of all upon the face of the earth, of all the earth. For yea, seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights. 
and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did accordingly unto all that the Lord commanded him. Genesis 8 and 1 says that, and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water society. Genesis 9 and 1 says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We're looking at a man at a man that feared God. Noah feared God, feared him to the point that he was going to obey the voice of the Lord regardless to his own mind. Fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Listen what the Lord says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. God have feeling, children. It repented him. When I say him, I'm talking about the Lord. That he made man upon the earth, and he grieved him at his grieved him at his heart. God made beautiful specimens and brought them to this earth looking for a seed to do righteous. But shortly after God put them on the earth, sin began to invade their minds. That hurted the Lord. And I would like to say it's no different, amen, in the days of Noah than it is in our day and time when God sees the evil that is upon the face of the earth. It still grieves him at his heart. My creation that I made, and especially man because Man was the only creature that was made in the image of God. But notice here, God says he was going to destroy not only man and woman, but the birds of the air, the fowls uh, that fly in the air. God says, I will destroy everything that I made. I want to say, man, that that is a hard sentence, a hard judgment to look up on 
the living creature that is upon the face of the earth and then walk to destroy them. God began to say that, and the Lord says, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. That's a strong sentence. Mankind was wicked, and that is why God decided that he will destroy man. We have a man, the same sentiment today, mankind is still wicked. Noah feared God. Noah didn't know anything about rain falling from up above. When he got ready to water the earth, there was a mist come from the ground. And it produced the water to the earth. So the Lord says, Every creature, both man and beast, and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Look at all, look at the just God, that the righteous and the holy God, saying that it repented him that he made a wicked generation. Everything, this was his, amen, works that he made. Six days he created the heaven and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested. And look at the wickedness of mankind. But in all of this wickedness that was going on at that time, God found grace in the eyes, nor found grace in the eyes of the Lord. One man, one man found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's a powerful statement. God was in his mind, was getting ready to destroy every man. But this one man found grace, or found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come, thou and all of thy house, unto the ark. For thee have I seen righteousness before me in this generation. If God can find righteousness in this generation, God will spare. It, it brings me back to Abraham. When the Lord told Abraham if he can find 50 righteous in the city, 
I'll spare the city. Look at the wickedness, amen, that God had to look down upon. The noise that they was making was not to glorify his name, but it was to worship Satan and idolatry, paganism. God, you know, went on down from 50, and Abraham tied down to five and couldn't even find five righteous people in the city. So God told Abraham, I will spare it if you can find just five. How critical. Couldn't find one really in that city. The Lord, amen, began to say by faith, nor being warned of God, of done a thing not seen as yet, nor moved by faith. He didn't see, amen, anything. But he was obedient. When God speaks to you, and you know it is the Lord speaking to you, be like Noah. Be obedient. Hold to your faith. Regardless to the circumstance that you are going through and what's around you and who doubting, Hold to your faith. Noah, he was being warned, move with fear, prepare an ark by the saving, by saying of his house, by the which he Condemn the world. A man of righteousness in the midst of a crooked and a wicked generation said, I'm going to obey the Lord. Oh, can we apply that to us today? I'm going to obey the Lord. I don't care what society say and how far left it's going. If Jesus had told you to do right, do right. Noah was not a supernatural man. He was just a human being like anybody else. That let me know, amen, that if we fear God, we can obey God. What then happened to the fear of the Lord today in our world? I'm not going to only say in North America, but I want to say all over the world. Where is our fear of obeying our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? We don't lost. We don't lost that fear. Another seed has been planted in our 
mind. Do what you want them. A seed of unrighteousness has been planted in the mind of a whole generation. We don't have fear. Nor for thou being uh, far from being a marine, he began to build an ark for the Lord. He, he had, amen. It don't say that, amen. He he was a carpenter. But amen, he began to obey the Lord and build an ark for the Lord. And as he began to move by faith, God began to honor him. Gave him 120 years. 120 years. If mankind would have obeyed the Lord during that process of time, God would not have destroyed the world by what? 120 years he he told him to preach. Nor a man began to build that old ark. And in my mind, I can look at the spectators saying Noah lost his mind. It ain't never rained, and here he trying to build a, a big boat. It ain't going to never get up off of the ground because the earth don't produce that much water. And I'm sure, amen, even his children sometimes was in doubt. But they were in doubt, but they obeyed Noah. Because Noah told them that God had spoken unto him. We can see where he, amen, began is to build that up. But this story is not from the liberty of ancient Hebrew. The story, amen, of Noah and the ark has leaped from the Bible to capture the imagination of young and old alike in every generation. We have heard the story of Noah. Do we really believe the story of Noah? Do we believe was that real or not? Some of us do and some of us don't. But I want to say, man, this is God's word. It is true. It is true. This man, the God, moved by faith. When God told Noah it was going to rain, 
He believed it. Look at, amen, the faith that Noah had. When God spoke and told him it was going to rain, Noah believed it. It had never rained, amen, but Noah believed that it was going to rain because God said so. Now, God done told you and I, it's going to rain down fire. I won't destroy the world by water next time, but I'm going to destroy it by fire. Do you believe? I can answer that. The majority of us do not believe. But Noah believed. Noah believed God's word. When God told Noah to build and not he responded by beginning to build. But when Noah relates this message to the people of his day, they did not believe it. Still, they refused to believe the message. Did nothing to determine him from the determination to build an ark. He told them it's going to rain. But they said, oh, we don't believe it. We don't know whether you've been out in the sun too long, but we just don't believe it. Mankind is in that condition today. They just don't believe. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us, just as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be when the Son of Man come back. And he's coming back. But how many really believe that? Everybody going about doing their own thing, but who building the house for Jesus? There are many buildings that are being built, But who is it for? The Lord wants you to build an ark for saving souls. Not the old outer structure. But God wants amen to get to that inner structure. He who Peter called a preacher of righteousness. Second Peter 2 and 5, he called Noah a preacher of righteousness. You can't find too many in our generation that you can really call a preacher of righteousness. It's a lot of preachers. But is there a preacher of righteousness? Man, wickedness caused God to resort to a destructive flood. And it was Noah's godly fear 
and righteousness that caused God to warn him to give him and others an opportunity to escape. Oh, God had to do something that he didn't want to do. And that was to send judgment upon the face of the earth. In the eyes of the Lord. All God saw upon earth besides Noah and his family was weakness. Old people, middle-aged people, young people, all done weakness. God says, I'm going to have to destroy him. I'm going to have to get rid of this weakness. Because when I created man, I didn't create man for this. Although Noah escaped the judgment of the flood, he was able to save only his own family. And it not got so now, amen. It's hard to save your own family. And ain't too many people want to really hear the word of the Lord and honor it and do what the Lord says. But that doesn't stop you from telling them what thus says the Lord. Nor will the righteous man. The Bible records only 769 words spoken by God to Noah during his 950-year life. The Bible records 392 words that God spoke to him before the flood. And 377 words that he spoke to Noah after the flood, we, we who we who felt utterly should learn a lesson from Noah. God told him to build an up, and as far as we know, he did not speak to him again until after the flood when he told Noah to leave the ark. It is not a wonder the Bible speaks of Noah as an heir of righteousness. Now, God didn't constantly tell Noah or speak to Noah during that process of time. But Noah feared God. You want to hear from the Lord all the time, all the time. Well, amen, God told you what to do. You've got to believe and stand on his word. 
You may not hear from the Lord every day. But you know what the Lord has told you to do? A man less faith probably would have built the ark near a body of water so that it is, it did not rain, he could launch it and charge a fee to visit the floating zoo. But man of faith prevailed for no alternative to the commandment of God. He supplied obedience. No, I didn't try to build an amen, the ark, amen, near some water. So amen, if it, 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 it didn't rain, the people who couldn't have said amen that I, I, I think, no, you didn't tell the truth. No, I just built an amen on dry land. Oh, but look at the judgment of God. When God got ready, amen is to pour out the rain upon the earth. Amen. What a great challenge Noah provided for us today by his exploring life of faith, fearing God and his respect. Many, may we always fear the Lord for it is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9 and 10. We should always fear the Lord. If God says something, he's a man that can't lie. Believe it. I know he doesn't say it, amen. I'm coming back again. And we've been rehearsing it and amen, saying amen. You don't said this for 2,000 years or better and you have not came back. Don't let nobody put no doubt in your mind. He's coming. He's coming. And when he come, he coming at his church. Now, God, amen, he warns. Warning coming before destruction. Amen. Warning, warning. The light is on, amen. God is warning us about our weakness because God is going to destroy this old world. Yes, as a man be destroyed by water, he's going to destroy it by fire this time. And remember, when God told Noah, when all a man that was supposed to come into the ark, Nobody else could come. God, amen, touched the animal's heart, drove them toward the ark, and they went in. Noah and his family went into the ark. Then after God had allowed this to happen, Things began to change upon the face of the earth. 
There was thunder. There was lightning that man had never heard before. And it began to rain. Warning come before destruction. Began to be a civilization were more wicked than we can imagine. We believe our world is wicked today. But the Bible says of the days of Noah that every imagination of the thought of his heart only was evil continuously. Genesis 6 and 5. Man was so wicked, every imagination of his heart had turned from God. And instead of them thinking of something righteous and good, they were thinking and plotting of something evil. God was looking at that. And he was looking at him in his righteous seed that he had put down upon this earth. And his righteous seed had to deal with that unfortunately evilness that was on the face of the earth. But Noah held on to what God had told him. Even everything was wicked. It also added that the earth was corrupt. For all fowls had corrupt his ways upon the earth. Genesis 6 and 12. Not only did man corrupt their ways, uh, or they were corrupted, the animals had corrupted their ways. So God was looking down up on a corrupted world. He said he repented him that he had made this. So God is getting ready to to clean the world up, judgment is going to come up on this earth. Amen. Whether we believe it or not, let every man be alive, but let God be the truth. God is getting ready to clean this world up once again. And it won't be by water. He put a sign in the sky, made a rainbow to remind man, amen, that he will not destroy the world by water no more. But next time, it's going to be by fire. We can be thankful, amen, that there is still a moral thread that runs through the fabric of North America. And there is still a moral thread. Everybody is not unrighteous in America. There is somebody trying to do right. Thank God. Hold on to your faith and your integrity. Ever where you are. We 
we have numerous challenges in our contemporary culture. But many of our schools and communities, they still retain the respect for God and moral values. But in Noah's days, however, he said his family was the only one who feared God. Oh, can you look upon that? How sad that is. Out of all the billion of people they may know and say, my family is the only one that fear God. We teach our children, amen, is to respect the word of God. Sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. God, why Noah? Noah. And God says unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is full with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them With the earth, Genesis 6 and 13. God, amen, is getting ready now to clean the earth. All he could see was violence. You know, my beloved, it makes me think of today on TV. All that we can see today. It's somewhat it's nothing but violence. Violence, violence is all over the face of the world. God has always had people of righteousness to whom he could and relate and through whom he could communicate with mankind. In every dispensation, God has someone to whom he could talk and convey to. No matter how wicked it is, amen, God got somebody he can talk to. Somebody that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thank God, amen, for his goodness. Noah, who was a part of the godly, he found, according to, he found godliness line of king. And while the grandson of Methuselah and the great-grandson of Enoch, a patriarch known for his walking with God and his translation 
into heaven. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Have you, amen, do you believe you have found grace in the eyes of the Lord? You know your living is not in vain. It don't mean you're not suffering like everybody else, but you know your living is not in vain. The Bible, amen, also described Noah as a just, a just man, perfect, and that he walked with God. When you can say that, amen, about an individual in a wicked generation that we're living in now, you're really saying something. That's a just man. That's a that, that's an honest man walking with God in this day and time. Because everybody is looking for, amen, somebody to be crooked somewhere. They're not looking for you to produce righteousness, holiness. Not in the, in our righteousness, it's like filthy rags in the eyesight of the Lord. Nor one is wicked world, nor a preacher of righteousness. Second Peter, Amen, two and five. The Bible doesn't not tell us how nor evangelize his world, but it does call him a preacher of righteousness. However, discouragement, it must have been to him preaching for he's preaching for a country and still not having any converts except his family. Oh, that's that you know, Amen. That makes me think about me preaching the word of God, Amen, for sixty years. And Amen, there ain't many converts. But I know if I want to stay there with the Lord. And see, souls say, I got to keep preaching anyway. That's not encouraging sometimes. When you see, amen, some other churches seem like they are overflowing with people coming, you preaching the same, you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they refuse to come to you. Preachers of righteousness, I don't care how bad it looks. Obey the word of God. God is going to separate the wheat from the chaff. He knows who's right and who's wrong. Is it Dr. Moore that I saying God bless you? Amen. I'm sorry, man. I could not finish tonight, but if the Lord delay is coming and bless me, amen, to live, I will return. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... 
Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.